This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. It's Thursday, March 26th, and you're listening to the College Football Daily, a 24-7 sports podcast dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news. My name is Trey Scott. It's been a bit since we did a full rundown episode, and it just so happens today that there's a lot of news to discuss, and probably start with the fact that college football coach after college football coach has come out with a video message through their team's official Twitter account geared toward their fan base's need to stay at home and stay safe and socially distanced during the coronavirus pandemic. I saw a very tan Nick Saban dropped a message Tuesday evening saying the best way to have a college football season in 2020 is to, quote, listen to the experts, follow their guidelines, and take care of each other, unquote. You would assume if there were any Alabama fans out there who were not taking social distancing seriously, they probably did after the GOAT told them to, because in less than 24 hours, that video was viewed nearly 750,000 times Speaking of the coronavirus, and I guess that's an unfortunate theme for this episode and this week and these months ahead, but there's quite a bit of drama regarding the GoFundMe that Clemson star quarterback Trevor Lawrence and his girlfriend Marissa Mowry set up on Monday. It quickly raised 2670 bucks for those affected by the COVID-19 pandemic before it was quickly shuttered. And Mowry said on her Instagram and explaining why the GoFundMe page was taken down that, that Lawrence could not be a part of that due to quote compliance and some rules. And that makes sense. Like you get that college athletes are probably, there's probably a list of things they're not allowed to do as far as money being involved. And a Clemson official did confirm to our 24 seven sports Clemson writer, Anna Hickey, that Lawrence was not allowed to be part of that GoFundMe campaign because of NCAA rules that prohibit using name, image, and likeness for crowdfunding. And I think you can guess the next thing that happened, and that's that everybody began firing shots at the NCAA because shutting down an in-good-faith GoFundMe page because of quote-unquote rules seems exactly like something the NCAA would do. But get this, the NCAA denied that it had anything to do with shutting this down. And actually, as the state newspaper based in South Carolina reported, it was Clemson's compliance department that had asked Lawrence to end the campaign. And after they reported that, after the state reported that, the NCAA reached out to Clemson to tell them that Lawrence's campaign was not problematic. And so he released a statement on his Instagram story Tuesday thanking the NCAA and saying that he and Maori were working on a way to relaunch the campaign so you can keep an eye out for it. I think the moral of the story is... There are a lot of morals of the story. I think it's good for Trevor Lawrence. I think it's really great for the NCAA to kind of bend a little bit and say, no, this is good. And if you're following at home, I think you'll notice a trend here in that a lot of people are getting their news from Twitter and Instagram right now. So, you know, if you're sitting at home with nothing to do and you aren't subscribed to Instagram and Twitter and you haven't subscribed to the 
24-7 Sports College Football Daily on Apple Podcasts. You should do that. Um, so this is really weird. And if you got this email, if you're an Ole Miss fan who got this email, I would love for you to let me know. And I would love your thoughts on it. Because this is this is what the Ole Miss, uh, one of their uh, email accounts sent to donors earlier this week. And it's kind of long, um, kind of, you know, sappy, but I'll read it. There is a common expression that change is the only constant in life. We often experience this with our careers, our residences, and even our families. Sometimes situations change around us. And developments in our health, laws, and or financial landscape present new challenges. In those times, it is beneficial to consider revisiting the content of your will, especially if it was designed years ago and now needs attention. By adding a bequest in your will, you guarantee that the priorities in your life are matched to your legacy. Also, by expressing the philanthropic priorities of your life, you can continue investing in the students, faculty, mission, and values of the University of Mississippi. So basically, they're asking donors to put the University of Mississippi in their will. And like this email came out this week. I mean, coronavirus or COVID-19, like neither of those is mentioned, but I think we all kind of know what's going on here, right? Like the, the Department of Development for Ole Miss did release a statement saying the message was previously a scheduled newsletter focused on providing guidance for planned giving, but it acknowledged that the delivery of this message was at this time insensitive in the current climate. So, you know, who knows if they were like, okay, look at everything that's going on in the world. Let's get people who are scared that, you know, of their mortality to put Ole Miss in their will, or if this was just a, a poorly scheduled email find that hard to believe, but you never know. So we'll see if anything like that pops up. We'll see if it worked. Uh, and again, if you got an email like that from anybody, you should let somebody know, including myself. Horrible news out of Pullman. Saw this early Wednesday morning. Bryce Beekman, a redshirt senior defensive back on Washington State's football team, died Tuesday. According to a daily activity log, police from uh, Pullman responded to a 5.44 p.m. phone call from an apartment that they would later confirm belonged to Beekman. The call was listed on the activity log as breathing problems. Beekman was already dead when Pullman police arrived at the apartment, and according to them, there were no signs of foul play. More specific details of this death, including the cause, were not immediately available. Beekman was a native of Baton Rouge, and he started 13 games, all, all 13 games at safety last season for the Cougars, and this this Washington State program is, of course, one that's been slammed by tragedy. Uh, two years ago, January of 2018, quarterback Ty- Tyler Helensky died by suicide. Well, I think that covers a pretty bleak news rundown for today in the college football world. But on the bright side, tomorrow is Friday. And I plan to have more fun on the podcast on Friday. And I've been re-watching the 2001-7 overtime game between Arkansas and Ole Miss, Eli Manning. And I'll be joined by a few special guests to discuss that game and the many interesting layers to it. So that's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. If you like what we're doing, please express your support by leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. For our producer, Tony Levitt, I'm Trey Scott. We'll see you on Friday. Go ahead and start re-watching that Ole Miss Arkansas 7-overtime thriller on YouTube so you'll be ready for it. Talk to you then.
Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets. <laughs> 